God of our forebears who paved the way for our being in this place today, help us to give up complacency, truly love one another, including our enemies, and hunger and thirst after righteousness. In a time such as this, may your bread of heaven and cup of salvation feed our souls with peace and unspeakable joy. In the name of God, Creator, Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, St. Luke's. Yesterday, St. Luke's and this city of Atlanta gave a formal farewell to a treasure of this parish and beyond in the person of Brad Curry. And as our second reading in Corinthians bears witness, Brad has been raised into the new life, which is imperishable, changed, and not ended. On a personal note, I owe deep gratitude to Brad for my being here, which I shared with him the last time I visited him at Canterbury Court on December 22nd. Having served on my search committee that brought me here, Brad had the committee hold out through a very long search process until the task was right and complete. As a veteran, this is how he rolled. His words to the committee, we don't just need to get a priest, we need to wait until we get the right priest. Brad, thank you for this and all that he did. We say with God, servant, well done. With all the deaths that we have witnessed here and in our land over the last couple of years, we've probably thought more about our own death now than in the past. And in our reflection, perhaps you've thought, how am I doing? If I go now, will my life be good enough? And if you've been trying to get around some of the basic requirements of being a good Christian, such as loving your enemies... Guess what? The passage has popped up again. Dang it. If you thought that you just heard this gospel reading not too long ago, you were right. It was the gospel reading last month on Martin Luther King Sunday. I read it. This is not a mistake in the printing. It is the propers for Martin Luther King Sunday and the seventh Sunday after the Epiphany, which is this Sunday. Oh, how lovely. (laughs) It is that passage that most of us would rather avoid because it is so hard to love enemies. Jesus acknowledges that it is difficult 
a difficult ask because he says, if you love those who love you, whoopee. This is no big deal. How easy is that? Think about it. The person in your life who affirms you, says nice things about you, the one who makes sure that you're fed, safe, secure, and soothed, and buys you nice things, this might be your child, parent, spouse, partner, or a good friend. And you say, I love this person. And what's not to love? Jesus says there is nothing special about that. The people who are not pledging to live a life as a follower of the Lamb, our Savior, in whose name we stand, those are the ones you are to love. So you don't get special points for this kind of love of those friends because that's the ordinary. Think of the people working against all that you are in life. And Jesus says, love them. Love the people who talk about you in unfavorable ways. Love the people on your job, neighborhood, and even in your family who work against you. Like Joseph in our first reading, whose brothers sold him into slavery. Now those are enemies. Now think about that. Think about that. But Jesus says those whose heart is turned in a different direction without the care for justice and peace and may speak and vote and act in ways that hurt and pain you, love them. The love that I'm preaching is the love that Jesus wants each of us to embody. It is an extraordinary love. It is a challenging message today. And many of you notice that we are becoming a society filled with such animus and that continuing at this rate, we will become more of a society at each other. Things will not naturally move toward this love ideal. We must put love in action. This kind of love can be difficult to grasp and some would say, if someone is doing all of this to you, against you, what sense does it make to love or forgive that kind of person? Why in the colorful word, Jesus is asking us to do something so difficult, so challenging, so extreme as to love those who hate you? It is because Jesus understands that in the power of truly loving one another, there is always the potential for transforming the worst that is in us as human beings. And if we allow ourselves to resort to doing evil for evil and spending our lives in a perpetual state of unforgiveness and hate, we will destroy our souls, ourselves, and bodies.
This is medically proven that a state of unforgiveness raises our blood pressure and begins to deteriorate our health in the most damaging ways. This extraordinary love that Jesus calls us to live into does not mean that we must or should like people who do wrong to others and yourself. Those who might abuse you and stay in unhealthy relationships. Rather, it is love that can pierce the conscience so that the enemy can change and become a force for good in the world. When love has its way, we can overcome the hate that creates systems and actions against fellow human beings, leading to hurt, anger, and degrading of one's personality and very being. This extraordinary love, Jesus says in this text, is love, do good, bless, and pray. The power of love is based in the power of prayer to find strength to love. In his book entitled Strength to Love, Martin Luther King writes in the chapter, Loving Your Enemies, far from being the pious injunction of a utopian dreamer, the command to love one's enemies is an absolute necessity for our survival. This extraordinary love breaks barriers in the cycle of hatred so that relationships can form and lead to new life. In the 1950s and 60s in this country, many of us witnessed, in, witnessed demonstrations of this love of enemies in action. Civil rights demonstrators gave themselves over as they were beaten, spat upon, in an effort to transform that evil into good. King gave his life to this command to love one's enemies, to offer himself and invite others to use their love, to be nonviolent in the face of violence, to offer kindness when hostility was extended to transform the worst in us toward the higher angels within. In this Black History Month, we are reminded of those transformed from the sin and evil of racism because love and forgiveness, extensions of God's grace, kept us from being destroyed by white supremacy. Today, as in the past, we cannot give up on each other, but through love, we must hold ourselves accountable to living with an extraordinary love that sees color and vows to treat the person of a different color the way that you want to be treated. Four years ago, in our Bud Parish Hall, I had a conversation with Mike, a white man who had been taught by his parents to hate 
black people. He shared a story with us that he was taught that hate to believe that there was something inherent in people with black and brown skin that made us foul, evil. He believed it and lived that life into adulthood. And then, while living in New York, he was severely beaten almost to the point of death. In a comatose state in the ICU, he languished between life and death for weeks. And then one day, he woke up, and before him was an African-American nurse who had washed him, cared for him, blessed him, and prayed for him. One who loved his enemy. Mike left the hospital transformed from the ardent racist that he was because of the power of extraordinary love. He could no longer eat from the bowl of hatred after being fed the bread of love by this black man who loved an enemy and through that love, this white supremacist was forever changed to see that all lives matter, black lives matter. And now he works in the office of our black presiding bishop in New York, the right reverend Michael B. Curry. What a mighty God we serve. This is the extraordinary love that we must carry with us in these days full of strife, ill will, dishonesty, family violence, human trafficking, and those stuck in a time warp of lynchings existed long ago aside quiet white churches. Let us move to the place where we judge and measure ourselves and ask God to fill us with an extraordinary love. In his word, the hymn writer wrote, Oh, what wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul. This is the love that transforms us and will save us from our own hell. Amen. <laughs>